Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. What's going on, everyone? Jurassic Views, Bryce Diamond, with my man, Zaya Quiena. Watching Philly, Boston, and talking hoops. This is the best time of year. It's spring. Beautiful weather. Things are blossoming. Beautiful weather. Things are emerging. Series are, are, are tight. Series are dramatic. Like, what else do people want in life? Oh, for, if, you know, first of all, shout out to my boy Dylan Brooks for making the uh, second team all defensive. Um, Going to be a Toronto Raptor next year. For all the haters and pseudo sports journalists who want to, uh, you know. Kick you know, a man while kick, he's down. Kick, kick a man while he's down. Um, you know. One thing that's carried me throughout my whole life, man. Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, bro. No weapon against my boy Dylan Brooks. Shout out Father Henry Carr. Will prosper. And uh, Did he go to Father Henry Carr? He did for one year. And then he transferred out. But you claimed him. We claimed him. Okay. Well, absolutely. He was trekking from Mississauga all the way to Rexdale. Damn. Some Jamal McGlure type stuff, too. No, I too. mean, you know, a young team that gets eliminated by the LA Lakers, who are currently up 3-1 against the defending champions. Ooh, that's a whole conversation. That puts, that puts a lot of things into context, right? And so, um, but the way it was managed, at least even publicly, by the Memphis Grizzlies, shock, uh, shocking because they actually do well in terms of their PR. But uh, to each his own. I mean, not every organization is, is the Miami Heat. Not every organization is the San Antonio Spurs. Not every organization is like the Toronto Raptors. By the way, all three of those franchises have won a chip. So Memphis Grizzlies, if you want... In the last decade. Exactly. Uh, if you want to repudiate a man uh, for not defending LeBron James as well as you think he should have... Um, or, or talking too much trash, um, hey, uh, do, do you. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm just enjoying myself here watching the Philadelphia 76ers have a 42-31 to 31 lead against the Boston Celtics. Fantastic. The darlings, Fantastic. The darlings of the uh, coastal elites, the Boston Celtics, just a reminder. Uh, the darlings of Adam Silver. I don't know if he has a guy in the... A uh, son in the front office? He has, a pro- he has property in Cambridge. I don't know. Holy cow, um, man. Getting the uh, prep school treatment. Getting the, the country club treatment. Unbelievable. You would think they were blue bloods. Although Jason Tatum, I guess, is a blue blood, isn't uh, he? Adam Silva actually went to Duke University. <laughs> so he is a blue blood. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of this series... Um, and, uh, this, this series is interesting to me because James Harden is back 
I, I don't know if he left, but I feel like he, he's, he's returned to himself. Uh, Bryce, when we went on a weekend road trip a couple of weeks ago to Prince Edward County, I played a track. Uh, we were playing... Like, Shout out to Kinsip. Uh, we, we, played, we were playing tracks uh, in that vehicle. Shout out to Jeff. Thank you for being our uh, designated Jeez. driver. Um, and one track was a, a hit by Cher. Do you remember that track? What was it called? You remember that track? Cher. Cher. Yeah, yeah. Not Celine Dion, Not which Celine we Dion. heard Jeff yeah, yeah, yeah. sing, uh, you know, octaves yeah. I've never yeah. knew he had. Yeah. Shout out to Robert. It rains behind Much the, respect uh, to Robert. It was, Love you, man. Can I turn back the hands of time? Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what um, James Harden has been playing th- with his game. He looks like uh, James Harden... Um, to fourteen, you know, twenty fourteen, circa twenty fourteen, Houston Rockets. We have liftoff. James yeah. Harden is back. Yeah, uh, and for the Boston Celtics, uh, we have a problem. We do um, have a problem because you can't. They they look compl- whatever you know facade they put up during the regular season in terms of best defense in the league. Uh, they look amateur. This is this is. Looks like amateur are uh, defending um, not only uh, James Harden but also uh, a Doc Rivers offense that isn't always known for its imagination. Um, but uh, kudos to kudos to Doc Rivers. Uh, some would say he's out coaching. Uh, wow, Joe Mazzula. Yeah. Sheesh. That's an interesting yeah. thought. Not that Joe Mazzula is like a slouch you know, or anything, or or on the other end, some sort of uh, king kingpin uh, uh, channeling his inner Eric Spolstra. Right. Not really. He's still. This is still yeah. his first year. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, you know a little higher than the Peyton Pritchard level of coaching, but he's not at uh, you know Al Horford uh, either yeah. as as a vet. Yeah. Um, interesting. Very interesting to yeah. think about. I know uh, we've... What, the song? Can I turn back the hands of time by Cher? Or James Harden's resurgence? Freestyle. Um, James Harden. All I gotta say is, man, that music video of Cher is, uh, my God, back in the 80s? Okay. Let me end it. Let me end it right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't know, even know anything else. Adam Silver. We were just talking about the Duke grad himself. Showing up with Duke colors, yeah, um, blue, tie. blue tie, white shirt. Yeah. Uh, so James Harden is obviously playing at a high level. That's why this series is tied two two. This year's MVP, James Harden, of course, a former MVP. This year's MVP, Joel Embiid, yeah, healthy, back. Did you see him respond to the announcement with his team? Uh, I just saw maybe the first fifteen seconds of essentially him in tears. Um, and his teammates congratulating him. Um, now, obviously, we know him in other moments with tears. But usually on this podcast, we take shots, right? Yeah. Like Joel Embiid, you know, is not a guy who is well-liked and received on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what do you take, what are your thoughts when you see a guy who's playing at, an incredibly elite level, let's be honest, right? Yeah. Top three guys in the league. Yeah. He's playing at that level and he takes his career, the moment, 
Yeah. That's seriously enough that he gets to tears. Yeah. It's a matter of growth, uh, maturity. I think he's put in the work. Um, if we remember how he started his career, he was injured. He never really started as a rookie uh, that year that he was drafted. So, um, and and I, I you know and he went through the process with uh, a, a, a numerous amounts of teammates that uh, one would say haven't realized their potential, right? Though they realize a significant amount of uh, or attained a significant amount of contracts that uh, of upwards to a hundred millions of dollars um, and are no longer on the team. So he was, you know, nicknamed the process. And I think he went through the mud and to the point where uh, he was also not, you know, realizing his objectives in the postseason. Like we're talking ultimate failures, seeing exits of coaches, uh, Brett Brown gone, Teammates that I think could have so over me, Jimmy Butler, uh, gone, uh, and so uh, and now uh, no JJ Redick in that group of guys that left. No, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, JJ. If yeah. you're listening, we yeah. know that you're a hell of a podcaster analyst. Obviously, not in Jimmy Butler's uh, field when no, it comes to not that. At all. Jimmy Butler, talk about resurgences. I, wow. Or maybe he wow. never like maybe he. Uh, maybe never descended. I right, mean, uh, right. This guy continues to evolve to to this as a Superman. Um, but let me stay focused on uh, Joel Embiid. Um, and now seeing him finally get an MVP, which is you know, there's team success, there's and there's player success, right? And so uh, Marcus Bart continuing. Continue his antics. What in the uh, hell was that? And the referees are falling for it as if they've never <laughs> seen him play in the NBA. Um, anyway. Uh, Joel Embiid. So, so, MVP. So happy for him. Uh, Cameroonian brother. Uh, first, uh, actually second, uh, Af- you know, um, African to, to win a... Um, MVP, uh, first being Hakeem Olajuwon. Right. And some would say uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, you know. I think you can put him in that category. You being Nigerian will never, ever change. Right. Just for the fact. And I know that he has Greek uh, uh, nationality. Um, but um, J- Jason Tatum is shooting a technical foul. So I'm assuming someone on the Philadelphia. Apparently Tyrus Tyrus Maxey. Goodness gracious. These refs are. Put that out of control. They don't. They have no control of a game, and Boston Celtics know that, and continue to take advantage of it. Anyway, um, no. Uh, now that said, uh, th- this year the MVP race was really contentious, and and you know you had the Jokic, you had uh, Jokic, Giannis, um, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. I know that they were trying to... They kept on... The national media kept on sneaking uh, Jason Tatum into the conversation as if he should have been part of it. I'm like, he's not, man. He's not. No. Right? Maybe maybe in the first, like, 20, 30 games. Yeah, but we're not talking... It's it's March, right? It's April. We're at this stage. By that time, it was... It's it's incredibly annoying uh, what they keep trying to do uh, in kind of your post-Kobe Bryant... Uh, LeBron James era um, 
forcing you know certain players onto us. Um, but anyway, um, how are you enjoying the playoffs? I, this is probably one of the best playoffs we've had in years, man. Uh, the, the, talk about par- a parody, one, but two, a kudos to these athletes who are, are showing us just, just wonders. Um, I, and we're not just talking about them as basketball players, Bryce. We're talking about them as, as athletes, as multidimensional athletes, um, uh, who are carrying brands on their shoulders um, and, and displaying some great quality basketball, man, um, both as in the, as players as well as teams. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been amazing. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, I would say there's a, a number of series that were surprising. There were some predictable ones, like you know. Timberwolves Nuggets, for instance, or but like that's Brooklyn to be Nets, expected. Brooklyn Nets, yeah. Philadelphia versus Philadelphia, that's to be expected. Like you're going to have those for sure. But to see what we saw, Sacramento Golden State, uh, to Dude. see what we saw, even the Atlanta Hawks showing some fight. Ah, oh, ah. Oh, um, You've been waiting to do that. <laughs> I have. I have. I was actually practicing in the way to, on the way to the grocery store today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fabulous. Uh, I think, you know, you, you only look forward and you feel like this is going to be a common pattern for the NBA. I don't know how long the play-in will last. It seems to be successful for a number of different reasons, but those games were very competitive. Uh, obviously we know what happened to the Toronto Raptors. Still haven't done an exit, uh, podcast, with you and Courtney on that, I think you guys are both taking your personal time to figure out uh, how to return. Just, Talk about James Harden returning yeah. um, as a fan of the just Raptors. Like, just, just, you know, the anticipation, just like how uh, um, Masai Ujiri takes his time before yeah, he making did. his uh, uh, year-end press conference. You know. But one I thing didn't... you and I have talked about off-air... Uh, we might have said it on the last freestyle, but I don't think we did. When you look at the second round, yeah. okay, and you see Miami up 3-1, right? You see Titans like Philly and Boston locking horns, tied at 2-2, Philly right now up 47-39 in Boston, game five. You begin to realize that Outside of the top two, three teams in the playoffs because of who Jimmy Butler is, yeah. uh, he's elite. I would say he's the number one guy right now in the playoffs as a performer, personally. Uh, I don't think anyone Who's has... Who's up there? Who's up there? Devin I think, Booker, uh, Steph Curry? Devin Booker's definitely up there. He's making himself in that top Jokic. three. Uh, Jokic, I think, uh, I, I, think I would say 80. Jokic is probably ahead of him. Um, knowing that... Steph lost. They're down 3-1 where the other series is 2-2. AD's on the outside looking in only because he's been inconsistent. And that's been well documented already in these playoffs. But uh, and Embiid That's a was, foul, man! Oh, that, wow. oh my gosh! And Embiid has been, uh, was injured, so he missed some games. But it makes me think, like, we're okay as the Toronto Raptors. I realize that the Toronto Raptors podcast is just a freestyle. Yeah. That should Going be the offensive, other way. and it yeah. is. Well done, P.J. Tucker. Uh, but you feel good, at, you know, 
for as a fan of the NBA because of the parity, but you feel good as a Toronto Raptors fan because you know Cleveland's not really that far ahead of us. New York Knicks are not that far ahead of us. And we beat those two teams 3-1 to one in the season series, right? Like, you go down the list of teams. There's only five or six. Tobias Harris with the three. There's only five or six guys, sorry, teams, teams yeah. that play at that high, elite high level. level. Now, now, what, now, what makes them play at that elite level? They have... There's lots of factors. Yeah, a lot of factors. One of them is great coaching, Bryce. That's going the other way. Absolutely. Wow. Easy call. James Harden taking charges. With the defensive play. James Harden is taking charges. Wow. So did Kyle Lowry have a conversation with him? By the resurgence. Has he been watching Kyle Lowry film? Hey, man. Whatever that you need to do to transform yourself. Is he Steph Curry and Kyle Lowry put together? Is that possible? Wow. Something to think about. Um... (laughs) I was trying to make another chair reference there, but I couldn't slide it in. Um, Do you believe? Do you believe? Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been great. Talk man. about resurgence. That song actually threw her into a new spectrum. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, a few factors of why those teams are elite: great coaching. Uh, to um, one thing that's quite key is they have at least. You know, one of the best, you know, you know, top, you know, team, you know, one of the best players amongst the top fifteen players in the league. For sure. Right? So For you sure. need, and, and and those are, those are, one of the best playmakers, um, you know, on the, uh, on the fl- in the league as well, right? You, meaning you give them the ball, they get you a bucket, uh, which, which I think uh, one would say. Um, Except AD, uh, those guys can't. Devin Booker, Steph Curry, uh, Jimmy Butler. They have such a control of, of the game. Um, they have this, you know, some of the uh, blog hoops, uh, hipsters, are, are, writers are, are using the word gravity, right? You know. Hipsters, um, is that still a term? Yeah, okay. for, you know, you know. I the, thought that was tw- circa twenty nineteen. And the NBA Twitter Bros. You know, wow, Zach Harper is he one of those guys? I would. Throw, he writes for the Athletic. He athletic, does. Right? He does. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think he's a little bit more established than that, but okay. uh, nevertheless. Okay. Um, wow. Just giving up offensive rebounds here with a lead. I know. I know. But fifty one forty one two thirty nine to go. <laughs> Philly leading, you got to feel pretty good about this. Philly leading in Boston. In freaking Boston. This is a monster game for them. Talk about, like, you know, trying to get rid of demons. They're they're trying to get to the conference finals, and Bede's never been there. They're trying to beat the Boston Celtics. Philly's always been in the shadow of the Boston Celtics. Boston, of course, has been to five of the last seven conference finals, let alone the 16 championships that they have. Yeah. Um, this is an incredible opportunity. You're showing uh, pregame footage of Dr. J punching 
Larry Bird in the fantasy. <laughs> oh exactly. Yeah, I think this is early '80s. Uh, Fantastic. And, and just, just some of the great. And now I don't, I don't condone any type of violence, but that that right there in terms of footage gives you everything about American sports, right? You know, uh, Dr. J, Larry Bird. Um, this is you know, there's racial undertones. This is a you know a era of sports that you know two you know um, two big names are going at it. You know in terms of entertainment, this is what you know uh, the NBA is all about now, um, and also to you know quite typical American cities as well, right, Bryce? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Philadelphia, just incredible history, culture, um, and and cultures. Uh, and the same thing with Boston. Um, yeah. And also diehard sports. Big cities. time. Yeah, legendary all, sports. All four cities. of them. Baseball, hockey, Fan basketball, bases. football. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. I, and just for the record, uh, Joel, Joel Embiid is, take, is going at Horford, taking it very personally because, yes. Look uh, at the hands. The Gosh, he's groping yeah, him for the heaven's sake. The defense, that, the quote-unquote defense that Horford played on uh, Joel Embiid wow. in the fourth and last game was was a talk around town. So I think Joel Embiid is taking it, you know, going at him. Yeah, seventeen points, five rebounds. Uh, He's been aggressive getting to the line. Yeah, his eighth, uh, you know, free throw attempt just Absolutely. there, just about to go on his ninth. Talk about a resurgence. I'm, I've been, I was thinking about this. Freestyle um, is we, a few years ago. I remember again going back to the. Um, uh, uh, you know the the NBA hipster bloggers. Uh, they kept on hipsters. saying, "Well, the death the death of the big man, right? The, the, the death big, of hipsters." Uh, okay, death of big man. The, yeah. the big man. Uh, the, the the center position is is essentially extent. This is you know pl- uh, positionless basketball. Again, if you've never played basketball, man, like trust me, there's there's dudes who cannot do what you know certain position can't do just any other position. Um, in basketball, it's not synonymous. One position is not synonymous with the other. Now, there's, 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 there's certain aspects of the game or position where you know combo guards um, or your fluid uh, forwards, right? How they can you know you know complement one another. But there's distinct position. Point guard position, Bryce, will never be replaced, man. You need to be a savant to play that that. To play that position and a center position, um, and because I never played it growing up, I've come to appreciate more and more in the different complexities. You're the last, you know, man or player standing in the defense, so you're essentially coordinating the defense from your position. Um, another aspect of that is offensively how they've been able to reinvent that position again i think a lot of it had to do with the center position played by the the paul gasols and the mark gasol brothers who they were just this filter offensively right and incredible passers now growing up there was sabonis the bloody divach and so on and so forth mm-hmm. that's a long way of me just saying um not only is has the center position re reemerged or re, re as a you know a standalone pivotal position in the NBA that's shown in how the MVP voting was in the past year but two if you don't have a if you don't have a, a bona fide center oh, another foul on Jason Tatum goodness gracious 
Uh, strong take, nevertheless. There's a Duke quota, man. They get so many fouls in each game. Um, if you don't have a center, um, in a bona fide center, um, who's a two-way center, you're not moving, you're not progressing in the playoffs, right? You're not. You're, you're standing right now. I'm standing. I'm standing. <laughs> you're, you're just not. Absolutely not. Um, and if you're and, and, and if your center can't legitimately substantively play on both ends, it'll be exposed. And so even if you're all in all NBA or all star like uh, like Sabonis in the Sacramento Kings, you are exposed. Um, and so another aspect, a team that you know some some are calling. Um, uh, their big men uh, just completely uh, facades is Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers completely exposed press right uh, I think Evan Mobley made the all defensive team second team Ex- I think he was first team first team oh my gosh he was invisible he was better than OG Ananobi he was invisible in that series he had a really quality regular season I'll just put it out there but in the playoffs Bryce you know first playoffs hey I understand I, I'm uh, I know how Vince Carter's right. He had diapers on. He had diapers on. He was exposed. He was um, treated like uh, you know, in the the like he was a playpen, uh, playing with sand. Um, But you know who who was on the other on the other side? It was uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson and their center that comes off the bench. Yeah, Uh, Hartstein, who I was asking for in the trade deadline. That was one of my guys. They they completely exposed. Exposed yeah. him, right? And so, um, just exciting. You know, the NBA continues to, or not the, the basketball continues to evolve in ways that is, that's Darwinian, you know, that it's uncontrollable. Yeah, I mean, there's things about basketball that are going to change, uh, whether it's because of rules or because of a generational a player. That's a strip. That's a foul, probably. Duke, got to get their quota, man. Got to hit their quota. Adam Silver, he's sitting there on the sidelines keeping track. He's got his notebook. Wow, wow, wow. He's got his mole book, I'm right? Looking at, I'm looking at it. Moleskin. Here's the player. Who's the... That's pretty clean. That's pretty clean, man. But yeah. anyway. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's things about the game that will evolve, that will change from time to time. You'll use different eras to try to learn and improve, right? We've, we've yeah. seen that. There's certain gimmicks that come and go. Uh, but, you know, there is that evolution. There is that adaptation. We know that. But there's certain things about the game Stays that haven't changed, right? The, the floor is 94 feet long by 47 Puis feet. Change, right? It's what? 10 feet. Yeah. The net is 10 feet. Yeah. It's been a long time. I think the 70s when they added the three-point line, that was huge. Yeah. Um, but it's been at the same distance since the late 70s. Um, and that's going to require certain things. The ball, the size of the ball has been the same for, you know, 50, 60 years. And so when you have that, there's certain aspects to a player that have to be there. You have to have speed. You have to have athleticism. You have to have skill, right? The taller guys, it's going to be a little easier for them in some respects. The guys who are quicker and, and, have great handles. It's going to be easier for them in certain aspects. And so you got to have these, you know, s- certain skill types that exist. 
um, you know, and, and I think that when when you have adaptations and then you have um, tried and true or, or um, the the same those commonalities, you're gonna have those things exist in the players. You know, you're gonna have yeah. adaptations within yeah. the players, like yeah. a guy like Jokic, uh, and and then you're gonna have maybe more similarities in a guy like Mitchell Robinson or Jared Allen, right? And those guys are still serviceable. Absolutely. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, when the lights get bright, yeah. um, what is true is that whether you're seven feet or five foot five, um, you know, the, you've got to have confidence. You've got to have experience. And you have to have multiple skills. Yeah, and I'll push back on the, you know, every... 5'3", is that what you wanted me to say? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, our, and the Toronto Raptors are, 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 are no excuse, right? We attempted to uh, roll out this Vision 6-9, and that didn't work for us. You know, we, we maybe caught the league by surprise last year, um, and this year we were completely exposed. Um, it proved that, you know, we were completely bodied in the middle uh, without a legitimate center. And when we didn't put on um, a, a point guard, regardless of how much he wants to sing his own praises, Scotty Barnes, about his, 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 his dream of being an NBA point guard, he's not it right now. Um, the learning curve is steep. Um, and, uh, and without Fred, who may not even be a legitimate point Sheesh. guard himself, and, right? Sure, and, sure. Can, and has. I to, thought you were going to say he wasn't going to be a, a Toronto Raptor next season. No, Good and God. had to and had to evolve him, you know, and learn himself uh, how to how to you know play make more consistently. Um, he's five. What he's he's five eleven. Yeah. Right. They which, say six feet six one. That's a with joke. Shoes with shoes and sure. Yeah. I'll give it to him. But um, it's interesting, you know, uh, there's certain things that, you know, we, they keep saying in the league, well, you know, guys who are, uh, you know, guys who are under the, you know, under six feet tall uh, or not over six feet tall won't have a space in the NBA. Well, you know, these are the outliers, this, you know, and the league will always make space for, for a set of skills, but also a set of intangibles, right, that just work. Um, so it's ex- it's exciting where the league is going, uh, where basketball is going in general, uh, both men and women. Uh, so good times. It is good times. It is good times. Now we we mentioned uh, briefly that it was um, defensive teams. Uh, all defensive teams were uh, were announced today. Yeah. Um, we said Evan Mobley was on that first team, and and whatever, that's fine. He's allowed to get his accolades. But so is somebody else who I think was a legitimate all-NBA first-team candidate and, but was on that second team. Wonderful to see it happen at this stage of his career. OG Ananobi. Absolutely. Um, thoughts on, on OG's defense? Uh, thoughts on... How important he is for for this Toronto team. He led the league in steals, right? He did. He did. Uh, so he led the league. Congratulations to him. It's a long time coming. I think he he got he got you know duped se- <laughs> several years. So Thibel, where's Matisse Thibel these days? Well, I think he's on the Portland Trailblazers roster. He's at a bar <laughs> right now drinking a mai tai. Melbourne. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, watching, an espresso watching, bar, man. Watching his old team, Philadelphia 76ers, do well without him. Yeah. And he's talking. Trying to why, he's, figure out why George Niang is talking, playing his position. And he's talking to his high school buddies saying, back, back in the day. <laughs> Um, you know, hopefully he's doing well. He's doing. I'm fine. sure he's. Fine. And the only reason he's on I, contract. And the only reason I know he's in Boston, he's in Portland because I I was doing the trade machine <laughs> late at night, and I was like, what is you know, what could we get? Who could you know? Can we get Damian Lillard? And I was like, Thibel is. Do, on that's who we have to take. Um, that's oh, who we have to oh take. Oh my gosh! Um, no, interesting times. Um, the. Back to OG. Uh, congratulations. He's one of the most versatile defenders in the league. He's a nightmare. Um, he's your he's your he's your favorite defender's favorite defender, right? Wow. Like when when NBA guys are talking amongst themselves, right, right, right. They you know they'll mention OG, someone who doesn't have to bark or talk to the media to push his own uh, agenda. Uh, now. People know uh, who he is. He uh, players, coaches alike. Um, but uh, this is great in terms of negotiation in this off season for him. And um, I think uh, if there's a player that we could, we should keep uh, in order for us to maintain this defensive identity. I, I would say OG is on top is is on top of that list. Um, if we're building this team, yes. if the Toronto Raptors, Masai Ujiri, not me, not you and I, yeah. but if Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, whoever the new coach is, is building this team around Scotty Barnes going forward, right? Whether, whether he's the best player on the team right now or not, in the next five years, yeah. you're building the team. Who is... Who is his number two? Who is Scotty Barnes' number two? Or who is the most important player yeah. on the current Toronto Raptors roster yeah, yeah. after Scotty Barnes, uh, right? Yeah, and and you know where I'm kind of yeah. leaning toward based yeah. on who so we I'm brought gonna up go before. With, I'm going to go with OG. I'm yeah, go right. With OG, um, just he compliments him the most, I would think, right? Incredibly well because he, his usage with the ball is not as high, right? And the only way that Scotty's going to learn to become the player that – he needs to be as if he, he, he has the touches that Pascal yeah. and Fred Van Vliet currently occupy. Yeah. Um, but second to OG, I would say uh, for for the for the, the to learn how to be a leader, to learn the intangibles. To I'm I'm biased. I would say Fred Van Vliet. Right. I know basketball purists will will say Pascal Siakam just in terms of the. You know that forward tandem, um, but uh, you know, I actually think uh, Pascal has a lot more uh, value in the in, in the current market. So for I think sure, we're gonna for have sure, to leverage that. Yeah, over uh, any other uh, player that I've just mentioned. But uh, yeah, OG is the is that guy, and um, and I really hope they find a way to keep him this off season, not just contractually, but also to. To, to, to integrate him in the new system that they, they, they seek to implement. It's, it's wild to think three months after the trade deadline when there was all kinds of rumors and speculation about who should go, who was feeling what, um, what you know the season was and what it couldn't be and how many other teams were better than us. 
there was a lot of talk about, even on this podcast, we talked about if we had to make a trade. Because you and I aren't big trade guys. Courtney, the same. Yeah. Is, it doesn't really like to trade. We love our players. We, we support them. Develop we're behind inter- them. Develop internally. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, obviously, the, the franchise is about that. I think we are truthers to, to that kind of philosophy. Um, but it's crazy to think that the guy who is most talked about in trades, probably because of his skill set and, and what market, he could, yeah, the yeah, on the market, what could yeah. the demand was in the market exactly. You, you see guys like uh, Vanderbilt, very good player for the Lakers. Oh uh, obviously, OG is yeah. a more elite level than Vanderbilt. Yeah. You know, what would the Lakers be? had OG be on their team because now they got a guy who can score the basketball more. They're shooting, which has struggled. Yeah. He, anyways, the guy who is talked about the most in trades is now the guy we, you and I are saying, and not just you and I, many other people, even, even outside of Toronto, is saying, is, is Scotty Barnes' best guy to go with going forward? That's, pre- that's pretty wild, th- what three months can do. Yeah, and I... You know, last year was the same thing, right? Every every so often, you know, uh, there's a even earlier this season there was talk about well, you know, OG is unsatisfied about his right, role. Right, well, right. I think you know there are a lot of things brewing on the team that you know led to uh, Nick Nurse's firing. You know, and um, maybe you know OG had some legitimate uh, claim to be. Saying, hey, I, I want a bigger role. And bigger role doesn't mean I want more shots. It's I want more quality shots that were eventually going to back and, and that 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 were being um put on the shelf over some bad shots that Fred and Pascal were taking. Right. Right. And so can we have a more democratic offense? That just wasn't part of um uh, Nick Nurse's vision. Now I, I will, and it's uh, hard. It's really it's hard very, to have a democratic hard, oh, it's, it's offense, especially hard. the later you get in the game. If it, the higher the leverage moments oh, absolutely. are, absolutely. Right? Um, and uh, uh, so it's interesting. You know, I, I I think we have some questions to ask this off season, um, and I think I this is the question I I I post to you, and I I'll, I'll say it out loud right now. Do you move on from the championship generation, uh, which is, you know, the last two or three is, you know, Fred, Pascal, and Chris Boucher um, from that championship, you know, uh, season. Do you move on from them finally in order for you to make space for a new chapter? OG is also part of that. Sorry, though he didn't play that um, much at the latter season due to a... Um, Due to uh, injury uh, or ha- and health purposes, but um, or do you do you f- try to f- figure do you reconfigure the roster around those around those championship pillars in order for there to still be a residue? Mind you, uh, my side did mention, hey, we won a championship. It's in the past. It's time for us to move on, right? And so, okay, so what does that mean? for uh for the Toronto Raptors this this upcoming offseason. Yeah, I mean, for me, I really do believe that the quality, the the t- 
talent level that we have on this team currently. Yeah. Still, before free agency and before trades, I still really believe in this group, knowing that OG is probably going to get a little better. Scotty Barnes is probably going to get a little better. With a coach, you hope these guys will be able to play with each other better. Mm -hmm. I still think Gary Trent Jr. can get better, to be honest. Um, I think a guy like Jeff Doughton, much lower in, in the roster, but I think he can get better. Precious Achua is going to get better. Um, and so if we were to keep this group for one more year, or at least a half year, I would not be upset about that. Now, that said, if I say OG Ananobi is the second most important player when, if you're making Scotty number one, the next guy on that group is Precious Achua. Really? Going forward. And why? I think, number one, uh, Scotty Barnes right now doesn't seem like he is 100% locked in defensively. And if you're going to have... Uh, uh, Bryce, I'm just going to interrupt <laughs> with you, man. Uh, they just showed footage of Nikola Jokic uh, pregame doing his warm-up. He has the ball... And he actually is walking over uh, to the um, front row seating area. Mind you, they're playing in Denver tonight against the Phoenix Suns. It's a 2-2 series. That's right. Uh, and he's, he throws the ball to someone who's seated. <laughs> and who is it? It's the Suns owner, Ishbia. Matt Ishbia. <laughs> Matt Ishbia, recent owner of the Phoenix Suns. Former Michigan well as, State Spartan, played for um, Izzo. I forgot about Mercury. that. Mercury. Uh, yeah, back in the early 2000s. Time flies. And uh, by the way, Jay Will is talking like he knows Ishbia personally. He's dropping him <laughs> first name basis. My, my man, you can't... You, you, my man, you went to Duke. You played during the same era. That dude was a walk-in, so you were an All-American. You guys weren't in the same level. But now my man is a billionaire and owner of an NBA team. Now you're on a first-name yeah, basis. Because yeah. when the Flintstones were dominating at Michigan State, we were talking about Matt Ishman. Yeah, so were you, Jay. Oh, Ray. yeah, I know. I... <laughs> man. Hilarious. Uh, listeners, if you don't know that, you're going to get some uh, <laughs> some jabs towards the Duke, uh, yeah. Duke universities. You don't know what hit you. Um, and so... So uh, he throws the ball to Matt. Go, and, and then they hug Pre-game. after. Yeah, yeah, and then they hug it out, uh, which... That is quintessential Jokic, man. I, I, first of all, this brother is Serbian, and if you, if right, if you ever know Serbian, uh, sports culture, it can get quite heated. You know, really leaning, and that's an understatement. Leaning hyper masculine, and, and Nikola Jokic isn't that at all. His like persona isn't. His brothers, oh my gosh, those brothers, classic Serbian. Oh, those are. Classic Serbians, man, who show up even if their names aren't called, right? To have your back. Watch, you know, watch Serbian Premier League games oh play out. Watch gosh. the stand. Watch the stands. Watch the fans in the stands. I mean, it's a different world right. than what we're right. used the to. The fans are different fans, man. <laughs> br- they'll bring up stuff about your your upbringing Holy just cow. to get into your head. Holy cow! Like it, it, it can get quite personal. Uh, all I. Uh, you know, in, 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 in other words, I also just want to mention uh, very charismatic, right? Very charismatic people. Uh, and Nikola Jokic doesn't, you know, doesn't exude 
um, that person I so much, right? At least for us to see. Um, and uh, um, so, I, you know, kudos to him. I know it was just a little, you know, tit for tat, back and forth with Ishbia. And um, I know he got fined, but nothing else. Uh, Did Ishbia so, get fined? No, he didn't. That was a question I, I had. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ishbia makes a donation to some. Maybe to Jokic's uh, horse collection. Yeah, horse collection. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikola Jokic may say, actually, why don't you, if you really, right. really want to make a donation, right. why don't you show up in person in Belgrade and let's make it happen? Man. Right. Yeah. Um, True enough. But um, so going back to. Freestyle. Yeah, freestyle. Uh, going back to OG Ananobi, okay. Going back to Scotty Barnes. I, I was talking about Precious Achua being Precious that number Achua. three going forward. Under the age of twenty five. Yeah, twenty three um, years still old. Still a lot to develop. Multi multi um, position player, very versatile, smart, um, ultra athletic. If these ultra yeah, athletic and. So who who, who needs coaching? Who needs a for quality sure? He does. Coach. He does. He does. Um, but who who Scotty Barnes is? They're going to want to focus and spend most of his energy offensively. Okay. Okay. For the first three quarters, for sure. OG has already proven that he's an elite defender. Precious Achua, in my opinion, can play the three or four quite easily. Fine, fine. As, as a defense, for sure. But I think he's better suited for a 3-4. Yeah. So then you can move him out of the center position. Um, and then I think he's going to keep working on his three-point game. But he's a finisher, right? He can get to the cup. I know there was some jokes about him early last season, not this past one, but the yeah. season before. But he, he is going to get better at that spot. He's going to get more confident. He's going to understand cutting lanes and one dribble and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and finish at the hoop and, and be able to dunk with his athleticism. But if you have those two guys, OG and Precious, playing defense in the half court with Scotty Barnes, oh. Scotty Barnes oh. could be that top of the key pressure point guy, yeah. right? Channeling, uh, you know, guards toward those two guys. I mean, Precious at you in all honesty, I think – whether it's next year, the year after for sure, he's, kind of he's an all-NBA guy for defense. He's an all-NBA defense. He, all has that he does have that potential, yeah. in my opinion. Him and OG are cut from the same cloth, um, although they do wear Nigerian. different cloths. Nigerian. That's true. They are Nigerian. <laughs> cut from different cloths. They have kente cloth. And we've, we've all already heard that Masai really wanted Precious. I think those are three guys they could build a team around very easily. And then you're, after that, who knows? And and so you were talking about, you know, what did I think about leaving that championship side? I I think it's possible knowing that those are probably your one, two, and three going forward. Who is your point guard? Who is your center? Um, Could you keep Pirtle? He's not really part of that championship team, but he he was from that same group. Uh, Certainly the bench mob that... Pascal and so that's just interesting, man, to to think about moving on. It's a thought exercise. Yeah, Absolutely. It's a thought exercise. Well, one thing that uh, needs to be uh, added on the thought exercise, that which we haven't really broached as a topic. Uh, I know you've gone back and forth in previous recordings, at least touched on, is coaching. Yeah. Like, well, like what are we going to do? Who are we going to bring along uh, to? 
you know, to, to, to lead this team into this new makeup. Uh, that's key, man. I, I, I'm looking at, I'm, and to be quite honest, my posture throughout the playoffs has been one that is jealous. Jealous in the way, you know, some of these teams are being coached incredibly well. Even teams that have lost, like Quinn Snyder, uh, Snyder uh, coaching the, these Atlanta Hawks and having them win at least two games against the Boston Celtics. Kudos to them, man. Absolutely. Um, coaching out of his ass. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I've... Oh, oh what, what a block! block. Incredible. That's why he's the MVP. Sheesh. Joel, Another, oh, no. Joel Embiid just made what could be the block of the playoffs so oh, far. On gosh. Jason Tatum, take that Duke. Blue blood to blue blood. Of course, Joel Embiid played at Kansas. But what a block. What a recovery. He, he, stops the pen- oh. he stops the penetration by Jalen Brown and then recovers and blocks uh, Derek White. Uh, but oh, it was Derek White. My mistake. Derek I thought White. it was yeah. Jason Tatum. Jason yeah. Tatum was on the second one yeah, yeah. that he fouled exactly. Jason Tatum. Exactly. And I don't think it was a foul, but ball don't lie. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Richard Again, Wallace. Again, still j- the, the Dukies <laughs> the are having to get that quarter. Um, coaches, in terms of the teams, the, pl- uh, the names, not rumored, but these are the team, these are the pl- uh, assistant coaches, at least, that have been... Uh, mentioned that will at least receive uh, uh, an interview. And if not an interview, uh, they have gained permission to interview. Um, whether that candidate accepts uh, the interview is, 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 is another thing. Right, right, right. Um, Becky Hammond, for Becky instance. Hammond, is for she going to even accept it? Well, first of all, she's starting us her own season. Yeah, exactly. Like in a matter of days. Yeah. So I, I don't. And with the defending champs, exactly. who just got Candace Parker. Yeah. Let's talk about elite I know. teams going into the WNBA season. This new coach comes in. Freestyle. And you're moving away from the championship team, which to me is mainly Pascal and Fred. The championship right? era, yes. Yeah. Because I, I think Pirtle represents... Could represent something different. Yeah, and OG didn't play much during yeah. that season yeah. and during that run. And Boucher was yeah. you know, but 12th or 13th. If, if the team is built around Scotty, let's, we'll put him at the one. Just for fun, okay? We're just going to put him at the one for fun. Point guard Stay is, with me. Stay right, with me. Point guard is not, is not about fun and games, <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. OG and Anobi is a three, Okay. Uh, Precious Achu is your four. Okay. I'm even going to say that Pirtle, although I'm not, I'm not sold yet on Pirtle, but I'm going to say Pirtle as a vet, as a good passing five can be your five. Which means that Gary Trent Jr. could be your two. Could be again. And now if you were to move Fred, whether through a sign or trade or not, if you were to move Precious, yeah. you could basically, through those two guys, build an elite second unit. Yeah. Plus, Gary Trent give coming, yourself... Gary Trent is coming off the bench? No, let's just say he starts. Okay. Again, this is just a fun thought experiment. It, it, it would be interesting to see who, who could come to your team. Now, maybe Gary Trent does come to Maybe Maybe Gary Trent doesn't come back at all. But it, 
I, I'm actually okay. Again, I'm okay if we keep our guys. I've said that. But I'm okay if we don't keep Fred and Precious, knowing that Pirtle, OG, Scotty, and Precious are there. Just those four guys. Okay. Your thoughts. Is there a guy you're targeting to fill in that two role? Are there guys that you're targeting to fill in the bench role if Fred and Pascal are gone? Off the bench. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't... Who I, do you want? I, I haven't given up on... I haven't given up uh, on um, DeLon Benton. I haven't given up okay. on Brooks. Okay. okay. Um, Dylan Brooks? Sorry, who did, um, you said Brooks. Oh yeah. Okay. You mean Doughton? Doughton, but I, I actually would Boucher. be open. I'd be open to bringing in um, some young blood from a trade uh, with, you know, if we trade Fred and Pascal, bringing some young blood. The NBA draft uh, this year has a lot of options of uh, some young wings that we can utilize. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I, I think... Like our guy from Connecticut that we're big on? Yeah. Um, uh, Gregory Dick. I don't know if that's his uh, first name, but 6'8 uh, shooter. Um, quite athletic. Okay. Uh, moves without the ball. Um, so I'm looking forward to... The many options that are available to us if we do part ways with Fred and Pascal. I mean, if we trade Pascal, we're getting we're getting oh yeah assets. Uh, we're getting knowing. two or three players. Exactly. Maybe one of those is a first round draft pick, but we're exactly. getting two or three players. Exactly. Um, and Fred has a market in that in this. Oh league. yeah, and so for sure. Um, you know when I'm when I. You know, when I see what different teams are doing in terms of defending someone like uh, Steph Curry, I, you know, still remember what Fred can, can do, right? When he's healthy yep. and he doesn't carry so much offensive responsibility. So, um, I'm, if we, again, let's go through this thought experiment. Go young, man. Go, go young, young, and then who's your coach? Young. If you go young, who's your coach? You know, I've already said this in terms of my preference is a coach um, is Fernandez. Yes, Jordy Fernandez. Sacramento. I don't know Sacramento. if you said that on the pod, yeah. but you uh, have said that to me a number of times. I think he has a resume that uh, speaks volumes to what we are looking for in terms of culture builder, uh, someone who has started his career as a player development coach uh, in, uh, in prep school circuit in Vegas Frisa. and and who was also uh, coach in the G League uh, won, a, won a title uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers um, and made his way uh, to becoming an associate head coach and uh, uh, with Mike Brown, um, also coached the oh my Nigerian gosh. national team. So 17-point game. This is getting away from Boston. Uh, so he has a range of experience. Yep. Still very young. Yep. And comes from the Barcelona basketball 
ecosystem. Uh, no, that's very different than Barcelona football, but I understand. I but, in I terms understand. Of, but you know, in terms of basketball, basketball is um, Spain. Spain has, uh, and, and especially emerging from Barcelona, that style of basketball that Spain has introduced to the world, the Spain pick and roll, for example, um, has garnered so much uh, praise. Uh, he comes from that. Uh, he 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 also has a um, PhD in in in, in wow. sports psychology. Sheesh, so, we could uh, use some of that. My God, I sh- I need yeah. some of that. God. Can you get sessions with him? Is that possible? Um, <laughs> I'm still getting over the rec league loss, man. In the semifinals, we were number one in our co-ed. It's league, true. By the it's way, true. Um, I want my title. Okay, so Jordi Fernandez is your number one guy. Yeah. Should you go young? Is he still your number one guy if you decide to keep Pascal and Fred yes. and see this play yes. out? Well, okay, yes. okay. See, I, I think I would have two different guys in that mix. For me, if, if we decide to go into the luxury, keep Pascal and, and Fred, I go Ty Lue. That's who I want. I want the X's and O's. Is Ty Lue available? He will be. The Clippers lost again. So, uh, to me, he will be available. I don't think he can stay there any longer with with how uh, the Clippers have underachieved. Obviously, I could be wrong. He knows the team better. But I, I just think that he's looking for other opportunities. So, that would be my thought. If we go young then I, I would say I lean toward more internal. Um, internal? Internal. Internal. Yeah, internal so development. Earl Watson? Earl Watson. Or I, I, I go back to a guy who used to coach for us and is now an assistant for the Golden State Warriors, and, and that's Jamma. Um, I, I just think his demeanor, um, his understanding of how to play a very different game, especially when you have um, an offensive playmaker like Scotty Barnes. We've seen what Draymond can do. We've seen what the Golden State Warriors offense is. We've seen what Sacramento can do. Um, We've seen what, uh, you know, they're capable of as a shooting team, but we're also seeing what happens when they're moving, right? The Toronto Raptors offense was Player so predictable, so predictable and, and so stagnant. And, and it rem- it's crazy, but it reminded me this season more than last. It reminded me so much of Dwayne Casey. Uh, and that was partly because of stubbornness, and, right? And someone who marketed himself as the, the complete opposite of Dwayne right. Casey, you know, you know, ended up, you know, the irony is that... He became Dwayne Casey, right? We uh, were criticizing him the same oh way as we gosh, criticized Dwayne Casey, Casey is maybe even laughing in his C-suite out in Detroit yeah. because um, what goes around comes around, as at least from his, how he may be seeing things. With, yeah. uh, now, Nick Nurse still has a chip. Uh, he also has a chip. <laughs> My gosh. And, and we've heard, I mean, here's, here's the crazy thing about basketball and and the soap opera that it is and all the commentary that goes with it but Stephen A. Smith 
keeps recycling stories. Oh and one gosh. of the things he loves to recycle revisionist history is Goodness that DeMar DeRozan and Dwayne Casey would lead us to a championship. Oh my gosh. Instead of Nick Nurse and Kawhi Leonard being there if they had have stayed in their positions. Do you know based on one of the Stephen A. Smith never watched the Toronto Raptors to know how bad we could be and how imaginative we could be in those moments. You know, he mentions that, you know, LeBron had, James had left the the conference and therefore it, it widened the path. No, it he was one of just many other obstacles. The Eastern Conference was still stacked, man. Like it became what, actually more stacked yeah, when he left. Boston Celtics. Boston um, Celtics got better. Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, Giannis had become the guy because he um, just won an MVP and then won another one. Uh, the 76ers were were, were stacked oh and, my and had gosh. and had gold, you know, in their you know in their grips. Like they, you know, we we. If that was high great that game seven, some would say the highway robbery. I just think they lost it themselves. But um I think Toronto actually threw it away more than more than yeah, Philly yeah, threw yeah. it away. Good personally. Point. Good point. Um but uh so I don't know this I I you know, pandering to a basketball player for whatever reason, uh at his stage of his career. I, I don't know, but the even the the facts of his of his reference points no. are just completely out of sorts because I'm like, you're telling you're comparing what you're essentially you're doing is you're comparing a Demar Derozan of today, which he was right. he's not which the he same was not player. he was not even uh, he wasn't even Ka- in the top twenty. Ka- Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi- a top three that season. Kawhi Leonard, are you kidding Come me? Come on, man! Oh my gosh! Uh, Demar Derozan will even take him last year because that I think was his best season of his career. DeMar DeRozan last year was not anywhere near what Kawhi was in 2019 when we won the chip. Yeah. Um, and Dwayne Casey was never going to help yeah. us get to that extra level. Absolutely. That and I don't want to give much, you know, time, even more time to that conversation topic. Yeah, fair but enough. One, one quick, one quick uh, side note. Uh, Joe Mazzulla, coaching the Boston Celtics, who Joe are Mazzula. currently down. My gosh. What, what, One of the greatest sound bites of uh, the season. Do you think they would be... He was watching the coronation of... <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't. Um, interesting enough, my mother called me on, on Monday yesterday yeah. and, and told me she did watch yeah. it on PVR. She had to PVR it because she didn't want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, There were certain points that she wanted to see yeah. like the music yeah. um, but if, if my mother was PVRing it and my mother's like she's a traditionalist I wouldn't call her a monarchist but she's she's she's, she's let, let's say a, a, a monarchy sympathizer yeah. <laughs> Joe Mazzullo was definitely not watching it <laughs> Boston Tea Party himself I mean hey, hey, hey. Speaking of mobs, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. My mom was like, hey, if, if Princess Di is not, com- is not on his arm, she ain't watching Yeah, watching right. it. Uh, I think she, for, she, for her, um, um, Princess, you know, Princess Di is, uh, is the queen, is still the queen. Definitely. Is, is the undisputed uh, queen yeah, for, in, fair in her enough. mind. Um, now, 
I don't want I, I don't want monarchists suddenly following me on Twitter, <laughs> you know, going at me. I just want to make a reference to not just my mom, but many women at that time found Princess Di uh, empowering uh, as a woman um, and to a cultural phenom. Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, with substance, again, a woman who uh, spoke out uh, during a time in the '90s uh, when AIDS was 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 a stigma uh, when going to uh, parts of the global south like in Africa was still seen as uh, done with um, medical uh, gloves and uh, N95s. You know, she really uh, prioritized uh, not just the, 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 the pandering philanthropic role of, char- of being a charitable, you know, uh, member of, 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 of the high society, but someone that really gave herself to these causes. So um, I just wanted to add some more nuance to it. And um, do you now do you think Coach Mizzoula <laughs> even knows Princess <laughs> Di? Princess yeah. Di is, man. <laughs> Damn, man. I mean, if he's going to learn about anyone within the royal family, and this includes Meghan Markle, and, and Prince Harry, I hope he knows about Princess Di. If yeah. there's one yeah. person. Yeah. Now, now um, <laughs> I would also say that it's important for the purposes of uh, the culture that you also know uh, uh, the Dutch is Mer- Merkel. Man. Yeah, and, sure. I, I'm, not, I'm just saying if you had to know one, that's all yeah, I'm trying to also, say. I know he's also a married man, so you know, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get him in trouble, but... Uh, yeah, we've already had trouble in Bryce, Boston. Do you know that woman was in Toronto, man? And I'm not going to say I'm going to shoot my shot, but just to know that she was in Toronto, man. She was in Toronto. Princess Di? Who no, are we talking no, no, about no, now? No. Megan Merkel. Mer- Megan Merkel. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought, for a second, I thought maybe you're going to say Nia Long, but that's a whole <laughs> other topic of conversation. Um, Freestyle. She might be in Houston next year. Um, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Um, man. Uh, this Philadelphia 76ers team, okay? Not they the most talented. Not the most 19. talented. Not the most talented. They, I, well, here's what I was going to ask you. Their bench is, is probably the seventh best bench in this, in this playoffs now out of eight. Seven out of eight. Wow. Okay? I don't really believe in the Golden State bench. No. To be honest. No, I don't. Um, and they haven't shown anything because Jordan Poole has been awful. But... The starting lineup, are they the best starting lineup in the last eight teams in this playoffs? Um, starting lineup, we're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. That's what I asked. <laughs> no, I think Denver still speak. Denver? Yeah. that that. You want to go man-to-man on this? That top five? Yeah. You see Jokic go against NBA. Jokic and B. Jamal Murray, James Harden. Jamal Murray, James Harden. Aaron Gar- Gordon, mind you, can guard- Tobias Harris. Tobi- oh, he- Tobias is shut down. PJ uh, Tucker. Michael Porter. Michael Porter Jr. versus PJ Tucker. Yeah. Now you could go Aaron Gordon, PJ Tucker. Yeah. Tobias Harris versus Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. And then the last guy on that starting lineup is Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Who's the fifth guy? On the Denver Nuggets, uh, KCP, Contavious yeah, Caldwell. Pope. Exactly. So who who's better? What center is better? I I I, would, I know I know 
know, I know, I know. For me, I lean towards Philly. Is there anybody now, else? You're only, le- you're only leaning to Philly after seeing James Harden's performance more recently. My God, wow, he's, I mean, he's playing at an elite level. So I think even the regular season, there was a lot of talk about them having the best starting line, but having the crappiest bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, like against when we played them, you know, in the regular season, the Raptors would, you know, somehow manage to keep close with their starting lineup. And you thought, okay, maybe our bench, because their bench is so bad, yeah. maybe our bench can beat them. And then we'd suck against their bench. And that was just so disheartening and disappointing. But honestly, I, I think they might have the best starting lineup going You're talking forward. about Philadelphia. Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Uh, uh, and and that's what's getting them. Pound for pound, player to player. Uh, starting lineup. Starting lineup. Yeah. I don't, that, that doesn't mean they're winning the championship. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean they're even winning this series, even though they're up 16 going into the fourth yeah. against Boston. But I, I think that they might have the best starting lineup in this yeah. playoffs. Uh, freestyle. A topic that I, we ha- I've gone on lengths uh, discussing. On and, the pod and, and, or off? No, off the pod. Um, and I've is this myself- Prince Edward County road trip discussion? No, no. Or is it still in the NBA? It's still NBA. Okay, just check. Um, <laughs> is... Giannis's comments about yeah and we haven't talked about that in the pod. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? And I've given I've had a significant amount of time to, to to go back and forth on this, and I have the highest respect for one of the most articulated um, statements uh, in sports, and you know, uh, made in a while, made by Giannis, of course. Yeah, uh, there, I, this is after he he, he the the. Milwaukee Bucks were eliminated from the playoffs. Right. He was being interviewed, uh, and uh, he mentioned that uh, he doesn't believe in the kind of concept of failure as we understand it. I uh, think right as an absolute yeah. covering everything that existed for him individually in the team during the regular season. Yeah. for him, it's it's, it's <sighs> there's so many layers to this, yeah. right? There's so many layers to the question itself and what the the reporter was insinuating what the all the layers that existed within the series between Miami and Milwaukee and i think as well what the players what the nba is i think there's layers to what the nba is and we talked about this earlier, the parody, but we've also talked about how hard it is to win. And I think the question was unfair. And I think it was purposely unfair, to be honest. These reporters are not dumb guys and dumb women. They know when and how they're asking a question. Someone asked Steph yeah. Curry after last night's game four yeah. if he thought that... You know, this would be Draymond's last year and they should think about moving on from Draymond. What are you doing? This is a seven-game series. It's 3-1. You're going back home. They've come back down 3-1 to a better team than the Los Angeles Lakers in OKC Thunder 2016 who could have easily won the championship that year. So uh, these reporters know what they're doing and they're just trying to get sound bites for themselves. And that's disappointing. Right? It's really disappointing. That's the state of sports journalism. Yeah. It's, 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 just listen 
to David Aldridge. The days of Read the Katie Hendel. Like, there's very yeah, few, um, you know, of these. T- Marcus Tom. Like, we could go down the list, but there's they're few and far between, to be quite honest. Do we have anyone besides Katie Hendel in the Toronto? Vivek Jacob. I, I'm a big yeah, Vivek yeah, Jacob fan. Yeah, Anyways, for me, I think. As the number one seed, as a top three player in the league, I think it's easy to, to, to say this was below your expectations. This was a disappointing result for your team. Would I go so far as to say, as a team, forget about the particular matchup, but as a team... Was your goal this year to win the championship? They are going to say yes. I think I would definitely agree with them, knowing that they were the number one seed in the NBA after the regular season and having a top three guy on their team. I would also say uh, that they failed to reach their goal at the very least. Right? So is it a failure I can see the nuances of that, but you failed to reach the ultimate goal that you had, which was to win a championship. Uh, We could talk, uh, we we could have a whole pod on this question and conversation, but that's my short answer. Did I answer? Do you have other questions that you want to ask me? No, I just, (laughs) uh, no, I thought, again, I I think, uh, you know, I remember of the, I think it's a Nike commercial, you know, Michael Jordan going to a gym. Exactly. Came they're, to my they're, mind. They're exactly. showing the montages of his championship, yes. multiple championships. And, and there's a monologue. He's doing a voiceover of, you know, how many shots he's missed, how many um, games he's lost, um, how many, you know, and I think a direct quote is, you know, I over the years I failed you know, again and again and again, and that is why I succeed. Yeah. Right? Um, I played and then, that and then, over and over again to motivate me when I missed my, 10 shots in the driveway in a gosh. row. And Pissed uh, off that I, you know, didn't get the ball at the end of the game against Applewood in a quarterfinal Peel, you know, tournament to try and win the chip at Lorne Park Secondary School. So, yeah, I, I remember that. And, and, it, it motivated me. <laughs> Apple would, you would never a basketball powerhouse just for the for, for your information. You weren't. You got lucky that game. Um, I would say to Giannis, you know, hey, if the expectations weren't one that you were to win a championship, you weren't the number one seed, you didn't. Right. Um, you weren't the best team in the league for the uh for the whole season. Then there's, you know, a bit of justification in your statement, but no one is suggesting that you, you know, your team's an ultimate failure in the history books. No, we're just talking, referring to the evaluation of this season, and we can say it's just a matter of semantics, but it's not. No, I, I actually, in terms of, in terms of, uh, under, you know, responding to that, um, I understand what he tried to do in terms of rhetoric to respond to the journalist i understood what he tried to do there um but um no it's it's the reality is no he it oh great you you did you did fail but because of that you can you you can pivot 
and seek to succeed in ways in which you could, you've learned from your failures, right? Because if there is no failure, essentially, you one could say, then then can we actually, is there success, right? You know, not everything is neutral. Not everything is a level playing field here. There, there, there is a yin and there is a yang. You know, there is a binary to all of this. And, you know, ultimately, that's why we play sports. So um, one team wins, one team loses. That's right? exactly it. Uh, so what? It's it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. Now, again, going back to that statement, um, you know, if that if that was true, you know, based on Giannis's uh, uh, idea of success and failure, they wouldn't have coach. They wouldn't have fired Coach Bud Bryce, right? Um, and so, um, hey. Got, I thought it was dismissed, I, Coach I, I, Bud. I, I, <laughs> um, That's what Woj. Yeah, I, I listened to Woj. Right. I don't know about anybody Shout else. Shout out to Woj, but ESPN wrote fired. <laughs> they man. did. They did. And 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 he, Coach Bud, one of the most successful coaches in the league. Yep. Right. Um, but unfortunately, uh, still let go. Yeah. Right? And so uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. It, we talked about this again uh, throughout the season many times. Malcolm Baldwell, and you're suspect, man. That, <laughs> that floater that you that you were uh, Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> you said Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> outlier. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Malcolm Gladwell, Canadian uh, writer for the New Yorker. Um, we we talked a lot about this season. Yeah. Okay. Um, that because it's so hard to win. Yeah. What, what are the goals of the teams who aren't in the top five? Right? Like you look at the New York Knicks, there's no, no one was thinking they were a championship contender. But they're in the, they're in the second round of the playoffs. Good for them. Good for them. We're jealous. Yeah. yeah, This season we are jealous of them. basketball crush Jalen Brunson is playing out of his mind. He's playing fantastic. But they're not winning a championship. They're not. I don't care how good they play. They have so many limitations, right? They do. They do. Flaws throughout their roster. Yeah. Um, Inexperience, a a lot of it. For sure. Um, Uh, But then you look at these two teams. Same round. And you look at Philly and, and Boston. Yes. You go to the other side, right? And you look at Denver versus Phoenix. It's the last eight teams. Now, all four of those teams are championship contenders. Caliber, yeah. After this round, two of them are going to be eliminated. Is that a failure? That they didn't win the chip? Now it's a no, disappointment. Not every team has the same type of expectations and, uh, and objectives. I think everyone in Boston, Thanks. including the players, yeah. Sorry. would say just as I, high I as Milwaukee. I thought you were talking about New York. I thought we were No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking we're about talking those about contenders. Absolutely. Phoenix, Absolutely. Denver. Yes, Boston. Boston. So is that reporter going to show up and ask the same damn question? No. You know why? Because he asked the question last year to Giannis. These guys are intelligent. They want to have their narratives written instead of writing about the players and the game. And, and some of these guys also want a book deal. So, yeah. you know, they're going to try to amount, you know, all of these types of one-liners that they can, you know, sound bites that they can So they can sound garner. smart. Um, instead of elevating the players. Yeah. That's why I love David Aldridge. That's why I love Marcus Thompson and Katie Hendel. They... They elevate the players. They know their role 
in the in the stories in the narr- the grandeur of of this league but it's right? also they're not trying to dictate the narrative they're right? not they're calling the narrative as it is they're, they're and they're seeking new narratives interesting narratives that but it's like always ourselves. the players narratives yeah. it's always the games narratives not yeah, pushing an agenda uh, exactly their own the media creating their i hate that it's stuff like, man it's like it's like basketball breitbart i don't know if you remember you know breitbart <clears throat> breitbart <Wow>. was um <laughs> The campaign, uh, Trump's campaign manager, um, when Damn. he won in 2018, uh, started this news platform where, you know, some of it was fake news, but the most, you know, and, and pushing these different types of, you know, uh, ultra right agenda, um, even criticizing the conservative uh, movement or the Republican Party, suggesting that they're the you know the the, the real representation of Breitbart. Uh, yeah, that was his Breitbart. last name. No, no, that, that's the name of. Uh, but Breitbart was the name of one of the funders, right? But it was you know it became this online uh, kind of. Uh, um, online uh, news that's when i'm going to start calling media people when they start creating their now, the, the, the most anno- <laughs> but the most annoying thing about it bryce when i would talk to friends I would say oh, well well they actually have some really interesting articles written on breitbart so let's just say they get a, a writer who's written for the new york times to, to to write something you know like an op-ed and they put it on breitbart you can't suggest that just because there's one legitimate journalist who's written an op-ed on Breitbart, it dis- completely dismisses everything else. No, that's not the case. And so to me, going back to some of these you know, basketball writers, when I read their work, I'm like, you're trying to push something onto me as if I am not an insightful uh, basketball fan myself, one. Two... You're pushing a particular type of idea, basketball ideology um, that, guys, man, like it's quite pathetic, right? It's self-centered, right? Um, and uh, thirdly, it, it really devalues, and again, I, I, I think it has this sense of, I don't know how to put my finger on it, you know, especially in, in, in American um sports uh and and the political landscape knowing that you know uh the demographic has a particular type of shift price right and so i don't i don't know if 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 these guys would be writing or reporting or asking the same types of questions uh if uh if it was you know a Doncic or uh if jj reddick was a you know if jj reddick was one of the <clears throat> top top guns in the league right and 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 yes i'm going there as a as a again a thought experiment you know and or if to, they're or if they're writing about golf yeah or or you know tennis or whatever it might be right so i, I and and if someone says well Zaire, you're reading too much into it no trust me we're talking about american society and history i'm not reading nothing no. into it. Uh, it 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 is what it is absolutely um so anyway um to, back to Giannis, i think he you know after a, after a loss he he <clears throat> he, he um you know, calmed himself and responded as best as someone can in that moment. And, and, I, and I think he deserves without the trying most... To, without trying to be... Vil, without vilifying that journalist. Right. Without taking, you know, taking a particular type of shot, which, you know, and, you know I, I'm thinking about myself. Again, you do not want to talk to me after my 
um, my semifinals <laughs> loss in co-ed rec league here yeah. in footy in footy seven. But I, I think the moment now I, I there's there's obviously many reactions to what happened, but I think overall the basketball world and, and basketball journalists who have a lot of credibility. I think in general, the response from people, media fans and players, was to center Giannis in that moment. And I think I've said this on the pod. You and I have said this on the pod. Um, You know, this is what Jurassic View is about. That's what you have to do. You have to keep centering the players. Let them tell the story. It's their league, right? They're the ones that we're watching. It's not the refs. It's not Adam Silver. They're all the peripheral people, right? Uh, and and I really, uh, I did like that that's where the, the, the direction went, yeah. despite what this, With you know, uh, less than seven minutes to go. Cookie crumb uh, journalist was trying to do, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with, with less than seven minutes to go, uh, it's 80, you know, Philadelphia's up 19, 19, incredible, man. 19, 19 oh points, my God. 102, 83, oh my six minutes to go in Boston in for Boston. game five. This is a moment, man. It's not over, but this is a moment. This is going to be sketched in this series, if they lose, this is going to be sketchy. Yeah. And, and Joel Embiid, how good does he feel? Yeah. Um, now, he might have to go through his nemesis and friend, Gosh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler, and Tobias Harris. You will hear him all series long. It's incredible. Freestyle, once again, this is our I, third I, chapter. Talk about this. The, you know, let's talk about it. You know, the potential of Philadelphia playing against the eventual winners of the Knicks and Heats. The eventual winners? Oh, come on. They're going to... They're My aunt, it's Miami, over. It's going to be... It's, it's over. Okay, 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 okay. It's over. Um, you know, Coach Bolstrom versus Doc, Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Damn. Rivers is going to be up n- nice. What's worse, Doc Rivers or the bench that he has? No, that's unfair. Um, <laughs> Glenn, you know, I, hey... Um, Adebayo is probably playing the best basketball he's played since the bubble that I've seen in the bubble. Uh, he's Co- going to have to be that. Kyle Lowry is, is, is anchoring that bench, man. Talk about turning um, hands to They br- Talk about... T- t- Does Hero hand- come back? Can he come back? He, in the, no. I think Conference finals? They talked, about, ah. they talked about finals. Dragic, can he still... <laughs> <laughs> they talked about... Kevin Love, to me, is inc- incredibly impressive how he's maintained both his health and uh, he's he could still contribute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, fifteen twenty First minutes. First three quarters. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, it's going to be interesting. Again, hopefully Philadelphia uh, puts the final touches on you know game game, game five. five. And and hopefully and they for everybody's sake, but including the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. Yeah. I know injuries are a fact. Joel Embiid. I, there's no asterisks around somebody who gets injured or some team that beats a team with – there's none of that. But it just is better when everybody's healthy. We know that. Yeah. Did we want Kevin Durant in the 2019 NBA Finals as scared as we were? Would I have shit my pants? Yes, I would have. But I would have wanted that. Right? Like it would have been in greater – if we had have 
beaten Kevin Durant and that Golden State Warriors team. Um, I don't really want to talk about Clay Thompson because honestly, I, I think he had already injured himself earlier in the season, which probably prompted that injury. Yeah. Um, Danny Green just almost had the, a clean block yeah, as well. Just for the record, uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were also injured in the yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, so no one talks about an asterisk right, right. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Right. But but yeah, uh, we want to see guys healthy is the Absolutely. point that I was trying Absolutely. to make. Uh, another great freestyle, man. Um, another great episode. I'm closing it up like it's like it's done. Don't but sleep I think... on me. Don't sleep on me. Don't sleep on me. Uh, we'll we'll try and do. I don't know if it will be a freestyle necessarily, but we'll try and do another episode maybe in two weeks uh, near the ne- end of the uh, conference next, finals. Just for next the round. record, next just for the record, uh, next week uh, is the uh, draft lottery. On the 16th of May. When we find out that we will get Victor Wembanyama. If, if we <laughs> do get Victor Wembanyama. All the theories we talked about before, man, about Pascal. And, no, 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 no. Like, that is thrown out the window. Um, let's freaking go. Um, anyway. Um, Masai pulls Pascal into the next room. You're number two. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, exciting stuff, man. As always, the NBA, full of drama, full of uh, storylines, full of great personalities. And seeing the Boston Celtics oh, uh, choke is like Christmas. It's like Duke uh, getting beat in the first oh, round. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a miracle, man. That's amazing. All right, man. All right, man. Peace to y'all who Peace. are listening. I think I don't, I don't do treatment. I'm on your I'm on your